Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology, and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Dustin Reese, owner and CEO of Gladiator Roofing and Restoration out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Dustin started his business in March and by the end of the year, had almost $10 million in revenue. His secret, hire great people, be true to your word, and provide the best possible experience. We'll discuss his start in the industry, what led him to start his own business, and take a step-by-step look at the insurance restoration sales process. We'll also get more context around the trending hashtag Roof Wars, why he was served a cease and desist, and his thoughts on the future of the industry. Well, I'm excited to get the show started, so let's go. Hey, Dustin, welcome to the show. Hey, Tom, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, first, just to start off by saying congrats on all the success last year. I know you guys came out of the gate full steam and just crush it. So it's really awesome to see. Really. Very blessed. <laughs> uh, before we talk about Gladiator Roofing and Restoration and dive into what made you successful, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. You're, you're based in Indianapolis. Uh, yep. Indianapolis, and you've got a, yeah, go born ahead. and raised. Um, I've got two children and a lovely fiance in the other room here, uh, who is the, the key to our success here. Don't tell Absolutely. Him. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, we just... Um, like I said, born and raised here. I actually live south of Indianapolis now, but our office is actually in the heart of Indianapolis. And uh, we've been pretty fortunate. Uh, like I told you, we started, sorry, give me one second. There we go. Um, started um, Gladiator Roofing and Restoration um, March 27th of 2020. So two weeks after everything shut down. Um, yeah. And then the sky diamond drained down on us. Within 12 hours, we had a major hell storm. And I think we had four or five this year. So we've been, uh, it's been busy. Now that, you know, I know Indianapolis gets hailstorms, but that, I don't think that's as common, right? To get that many storms. Not really. I started, I mean, I started, we've got some pretty, I started in 2011. Um, and we, we've had, we've been pretty fortunate. I mean, as far as, um, regular storms, I know for a few years there, we didn't have any, but, um, I'd say we pretty regularly get storms. And I always love to ask people, you know, how'd you get started in the industry? What, what got you into, into roofing of all things, right? I'll tell you, um, (laughs) we actually just talked about this at lunch today. I was in, in Cancun. Um, and there was like six couples that went and uh, one of the couples that went owned a company here, um, in Indianapolis called Fincher's Builders. Uh, so I, I was in sales, but I was at a, a manufacturer. We manufactured drilling equipment and uh, they, they basically talked me into it while I was there. I wasn't really happy where I was. And um, it was stressful being commission only at first. Um, but I hit the ground running. And I think um, within the first month, I had sold like 20 jobs. And I remember I remember them bringing me in and saying, man, you've got more, you know, you're running more jobs than our top project managers. I didn't know anything about roofing. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and ironically, Amber um, works for me now, which was the, the owner of that company's daughter, um, which he passed away many years down the road. But um, 
it's crazy. Things come full circle. Yeah. So, so have you, did you get any experience of actually like, uh, installing roofs or any of that, or you came from the sales side? Sales. Yeah. Yep. I always think it's interesting. Like folks either come from, uh, you know, put installing roofs, tearing them off, or they come from a sales side. Right. And, uh, you know, thankfully, like I made the transition from, from installing and tearing right. off to learning how to sell. Right. I realized like I can't install and tear off roofs for 40 years like that. Right. Won't work. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hard on you. Uh, yeah. A lot of our guys have though. I mean, we've got a lot of guys here that, that have that background, a lot of yeah. sales guys that have that background, both commercial and residential. So yeah, hire I think people, hire people smarter than you. Right. Always. Job says, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about Gladiator. I mean, what, what are you guys doing? Uh, well, we are on a quest to be the, the number one contractor in the world, actually. So, you know, I, I believe you. I believe you 100%. <laughs> no, so yeah, no so doubt. we started, there was, um, I think, four of us when we started. There's 12 of us now. So we've uh, we've kind of grown rapidly this year and um, there's high demand, obviously, with all the, the, the hail damage. But like I said, we do a lot of um, remodels. My general manager, he, he comes from a remodel background, high-end remodels. So we've done, you know, a lot of interior remodels. We've done a ton of paint jobs. Um, like I said, we're, we're looking at blueprints. We're, we're looking to start building custom homes. So, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. I like, I like that. Yeah. What, what made you decide to venture out on your own? Well, Tom, that is a, that's a good question. I was sort of forced into this. I never necessarily wanted to, to, um, to own my own business, but, um, Things didn't work out with the previous employer, and I really can't go into details because we were in litigation. But um, sure, I didn't envision things happening this quickly. But uh, I was, like I said, I was kind of forced into to this position. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I think that's interesting. Now you said you'd started the business started like right in I think March. You said right of last year. Yes. Yep. And uh, so, you know so that we incorporated. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that's right when the sky was falling, right? Not not literally with hail. Obviously that happened, but but the whole pandemic hit right. too. Did that make you nervous? Uh, it did sort of, but um, I know that. I mean, one of the things we learned really early on was everyone was home. So I remember, uh, I think the second day we were driving through a neighborhood, and we were just kind of looking, you know, uh, evaluating the damage. And this lady, you know, her shingles are waving at me, sticking straight up. And um, <laughs> she comes running outside, waving me down. And I think we did like 40 houses in that neighborhood. So literally, wow. like, you know, she waves me down. I'm up there looking at hers. I tarp her roof. And then the neighbor comes out. They want their, and then next thing you know, it's a, it's a domino effect. And I've got all of, I think there were four of us, maybe five at that time. I'm looking at old pictures on the walls over here. But uh, it's crazy how... It seems like that was so long ago. It's only been nine months, but uh, I know you said you said old pictures, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, these I know eight, eight yeah. months ago, nine right. months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably uh, April of 2020. So I have to imagine but, you had you have your trucks wrapped and everything. So like, because obviously folks didn't know the Gladiator name, right? So they were reliant, I guess, on no. your experience and your knowledge. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, that was at the time. Um, obviously you know i don't know if you've seen any of our trucks our trucks are wrapped sort of like this uh this vending machine right here i have they're so, awesome um, yeah yeah so so i mean they stand out i mean that's one of the that was one of the main things with um when designing our wraps was um i wanted people to see us coming because i you know for years 
it's almost like contractors, like a rivalry, like they're like different gangs, you know what I mean? And, um, and you know, for years, trucks would drive by and I'd be looking to see, you know, who it was I could never see. Um, so I wanted people to see us coming. So that's one of the things, I mean, our trucks, you could see them coming a mile away. And I think that's helped, uh, I mean, just with brand recognition and, um, you know, people knowing who we are. But yes, we definitely dealt with those, uh, you know, um, homeowners that basically, you know, they're looking on, you know, Google, they're trying to find reviews, things like that. So, um, especially because I was at companies before where I would always, you know, I'd give them the 10 things to look for with, you know, out of state license plates, check, you know, make sure they didn't just incorporate all this. And it's right, uh, right. A lot of those things played against us. But like I said, we, all of us, I think the, the, I probably have the least amount of experience here. You know what I mean? I've been doing it since 2011. So 10 years now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm always interested in that, you know, a lot of companies, uh, have to get, the, you have to get your start somewhere. Right. And, yeah. and, and you're right. A lot of companies that are well-established will sell against the fact that, Hey, look out for this, look for that. How yeah. do you, how do you go about overcoming those objections with the, with a homeowner? Well, we just over deliver, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we still deal with that. We, had, one of my guys got one signed the other day. It's, um, one of these talk show, uh, radio guys out here in India, big, big chat. And he was like, you know, how do I know? Uh, you know, at least at this point, we have a website, we have Facebook, we have a year worth of, you know, um, reviews and things people can go back and look at. But it was definitely, it was difficult in the beginning. But I think the fact that everyone was stuck in their houses, they were just looking for something to do. So a lot of these people were having us, you know, inspect their houses, and then it just turned into to what, you know, to many jobs, and then we just grew from there. So yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about this roof wars sign that you have in the background. <laughs> so I have real, real life roof wars that that uh, that I've really got going on with some other companies that you know shall forever remain nameless. But sure. uh, uh, so that's kind of where that started, and it was more throwing it. At, I hate to say it sounds petty, but throwing it in people's faces. But I mean, there was you know the company that I came from. Um, I mean, there, I were, we were doing a lot more commercial. I, I, one of our jobs was a $6 million job. Sure. I mean, we, we had million dollar jobs and half million dollar jobs, big jobs all over the place. So it was kind of, I started hashtagging roof wars kind of as a jab at the company that, um, that I came from that I helped build and got shit on, you know? So, um, that's kind of how it started. And then, uh, well, I was on a job site. It's so funny. Um, I was just looking through my videos of Aaron Christie because he's an idiot. And um, he, he pulled up one of my job sites in like April and I, I've got a video. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I'm sitting there talking to him like, dude, get out of here. You know what I mean? And I leave. And uh, about two days later, I find a um, magnet on my bumper. When he came to, he was like, hey, where are you at? I'm like, Fisher. He's like, me too. Drop me a pin. So I, I drop him a pin. That's another thing. I don't, it doesn't, I, I'm not intimidated. Like, some people, I have other roofing companies call me like, why are you on Facebook? You're showing everyone. Listen, come out, sell us. If you're that much better, if you're worried about someone knowing where you're working, to me, that's insecure. I mean, there's, I know when I started in this business, Phil Fentress told me, he said, he said, you want to be successful in this business? It was my very first day. Well, first of all, I show up in dress clothes. I got dress shoes on and shit. I have no clue. <laughs> I just came from a sales office where I'm right. talking to people all over the world. And, uh, He's like, you want to be successful in this business? I said, yeah. I said, you're not going to do it working nine to five. And I was like, oh, okay. So that kind of scared me at first. And then he was like, um, he was like, but let me tell you something. If you learn this business, you can go anywhere on earth because every building 
every single building on earth has a roof on it. And I was thinking, damn, like that always stuck with me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's so true. I mean, we, we have goals of, of getting down to Florida. I mean, that is the, that's the main goal is we want to, we want to open an office um, down in South Florida. So it'll happen. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. No, those are, those are uh, uh, great goals. And, and you know, you're, you're, you are certainly in a market that has a lot of good companies, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was, uh, I guess I'd say introduced to you, your good friend, Daniel Young, right? And Daniel's been on the podcast. And, uh, you know, I think it's really cool that you, know, you guys are very open and collaborative. Collaborative. <laughs> What's that like, uh, you know, uh, working with, I'd say, competitors in the market? You know, so I, I grew up with Daniel. I don't know how much he's told you about our background, but we grew up in the same neighborhood as kids. Um, and it's so weird. Neither you would have never thought either one of us would ended up would end up owning roofing companies or even yeah. be, you know, in the in the construction field. But um, I don't look at it that way. I mean, honestly, I would say the top five people I talk to on a daily basis, four of them own roofing companies. You, you know what I mean? We're constantly helping each other. Um, you know, giving each other advice, helping with supplements. Uh, so yeah, um, as far as I don't, I don't consider any of them competitors. I really don't consider anyone competitors. I believe that there's enough work to go around. And I think, you know, people buy from people. And um, as long as you stand behind what you're doing, um, you can have a, you know, a long run in this business. So we plan on it. We're, we're just now crawling, buddy. We got big, big plans. Like I said, we just, we just got the keys to our new office uh, today. So that'll be our, our world headquarters. So um, we plan on expanding and keep, keep growing and doing what we're doing. That's awesome. So now, now, you know, I think it's noteworthy to, you know, you guys started in, in March, you guys did really well last year. How, how were you able to achieve such, such success? Um, well, like I said, well, first, let me say this. I truly believe I am, I think I'm different than most salesmen in this business because I thrive in areas that are, that are not, that have not recently been hit with hail. Um, I feel like when, when areas get hit with hail, every contractor is like, it's almost like Halloween. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't yeah. knock on people's door when you're the 15th person today to knock on it. They're opening the door with a shotgun saying, buddy, you better, you don't have to speak. Just get off my porch. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, but, you know, a few years ago when I, when I started, um, the company I came from, I started it. I basically had an investor who had money. I went to him said, let's start a roofing company. You know, he was the money. I was the the brains and the, uh, you know the the hustle. I had the inside um, industry experience. So um, yeah. So what I what I was getting at is basically I was given a truck and a set of keys and said, here, make it happen. Nobody knew who we were. You know, I I um, I joke and say that was gladiator school, but it really was because I learned how to basically take a nothing and turn it to something. And um, uh, you know, the whole no roof left behind. I got to admit, I, I, I stole that from Lee Haight, but it was so true. We were going to all these commercial buildings, churches, things that people had driven right past and went into neighborhoods every day, places they didn't stop. And I, you know, inspected these roofs and convinced them to um, convince them to file claims. And, you know, I think my first year I did four and a half million uh, in sales myself. And my second year I did 8.9 million uh, there. That's great. So, I mean, we were... We had big things going on there. So. Yeah. What did you guys close out the year last year doing at Gladiator? It was just under 10, um, 10 million. Yeah, that's I, I great. Don't, I don't have the exact numbers, but yeah, you know, it was it was above nine million, and 
below 10 somewhere in there. Yeah. So that's that's great. What's your what's your plan uh you know looking at next year? Are you looking to to I guess I should say how much are you looking to grow next year? Well, I will say um as far as next year, this year, I should say. Yeah, I should say this year. We're, we're I mean, we're wanting to get into um, more commercial roofing, more multifamily. Uh, one of the jobs I did last year, um, I couldn't have started this company if it wasn't for that job. Um, so I think multifamily, commercial, um, industrial, things like that, we're wanting to get into, you know, more than residential. Um as far as goals, we have a meeting for next. We're actually, we've got a meeting. Um, our business development manager, she's out of town this week. And um, those are some of the things we're going to discuss next week. Yeah, that's great. You think, are you looking to expand? In, I know you mentioned Florida, but other markets, even, you know, Indianapolis is such a great place because you got Cincinnati, you've got Louisville, you've got Columbus, you got all these places, uh, you know, within like a two hour drive of you. Are you right. looking at, you know, possibly expanding into those markets? Um, not we haven't really discussed that. I mean, it's still kind of early, so it's hard to say what the future holds. Um, sure. I know Florida is just something that I feel like I've always been pulled towards and, and I definitely want to get down there. I stopped, I'm not sure if you know Lee hate, but I stopped yeah. by, um, I was down in Fort Lauderdale last summer and swung over to Naples and kind of met with him. And, um, I just feel like that's, that's where we need to be for sure. So, uh, but I mean, you've got companies that are, you know, in 40 different States. I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what the future holds. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to know, like, what lessons did you learn throughout your career that helped prepare you to run a business? That's a good question. Or, or you know, maybe what do you think, uh, you know, was uh, the, well, the most I important can, thing you learned? I could tell you, um, the most important thing I learned was, would be, you know, don't, don't, um, don't wait on someone else to come save you, save yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I've been stolen from more times than Dollar General in this sure. business. And it was finally like, you know what? I'm done getting, you know, I'm done working my ass off, getting my commissions not paid and, or, you know, things don't work out. So the only way to, uh, the only way to prevent that is be the guy that signs the checks. So, sure. uh, but I think I've learned lessons as far as how not to treat my employees. Um, you know, when, when the, the secret is everyone has to win. So you get a lot of these roofing guys that, you know, the owners, they're, you know, they're, they're hoarding money. They're not paying their guys. And it's like, you're not going to keep good people, you know, when you, when you treat people like that. So uh, that's been one of the biggest lessons. And I think that's what attracts people to work here. And that's, what's going to keep people here is, you know, saying what we, you know, do what we say and, and say what we, you, you know what I'm trying to say, just doing what, doing, saying, uh, keeping our word basically. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's critical. And how, you know, we talked a little bit about this, but hiring or having the right people on board right. uh, is, is really critical. And, and uh, you feel like you, you've got those people in place. A hundred percent. I've never had a stronger team. Any company I've ever been at, we've never had a stronger team and I'm very selective. Uh, I've had hundreds. I, I don't, I mean, possibly thousands of people reaching out all the time, resumes, sending resumes, calling Facebook, you know, how do I get on, put me on, put me on. It's like, I'm very selective at this point, just because we're such a new company and, you know, these renegade sales guys get out there and can ruin your name and, you know, a week, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of those reviews don't disappear. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're very selective on who we hire and just making sure we keep, you know, um, the ethics and just everything, you know, 
um, in line. What type of change do you see coming in the future for, for the industry? Not, you know, not so specifically to, you know, your um, plans for next year, but what do you see, uh, what kind of trends you think are, are going to continue? I think, I think that um, we're going to see a lot more ACV policies, metal exclusions. I think the insurance, I think the insurance companies are basically forming alliances and, and kind of, you know, setting all the rules. And I, that's, that's one of the places I think this industry, the, the roofing industry, um, we need to, we need to get together and, and have round table discussions and say, Hey, nobody, you know, basically stick to the same guidelines. Um, but I think, I think the insurance companies are definitely going to get tighter as time goes on. Um, I, I've seen a lot of, you know, ACV after, you know, such and such or ACV on the roof only or metal exclusions on metal roofs or open valleys, just things, these homeowners, they, they have no clue. They don't realize that, you know, the metal exclusions are going to keep them from really ever getting anything replaced. Um, so it's just, you know, that's, the, that's also the roof Joseph wars Harry. here. We've got, uh, oh, geez, sorry about that. We've got the roof wars on our shirts here. See, Aaron Christie can't yeah. do that. because <laughs> we created this right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, I got to ask you too, that the yeah. roof life sign you got in the background, tell me about that. So uh, that's also a good question. So basically about a year and a half ago, um, I had our um, graphic designer basically create um, bumper stickers that said roof life. Um, it's so funny because I still see them everywhere. So um, he made me a hundred of them. Well, I'm giving them to adjusters. I'm giving them to our roofers, you know, things like that. Well, I immediately start getting tons of people on Facebook messaging me. How can I get those? Where can I get them? I remember, um, oh man, what is his name? Hold on. It's a, he's a lawyer out in, um, out in Colorado. Um, oh man, give me one second. But he messaged me and he was like, you know, I think you're onto something. Um, I can't think of his name for the life of me, but anyways. Um, so, so I had a buddy of mine. It's funny. The guy that made those actually works at Indy roofs now. Um, okay. but I've known him for a long time, but, um, he had the old barnwood and he made those for me. And I remember I posted a picture of it online and three days later, I get a cease and desist from salt life. And I mean, That's this quick. thing was heavily worded. I mean, it was, Hey, we're going to sue you. Here's a list of everyone that's ever tried to use our stylized font that we've sued and won. You have no chance. You have seven days to remove everything. You don't ever, you know what I mean? It was like, it was pretty crazy. So I've still got that packet at home. Um, wow. I didn't mind. I was just like, whatever, you know, it's not like I was, you know, making money off them, but I think sure. down the road, you know, people would have, uh, you know, bought roof life shirts or, or things like that. So. Absolutely. It, it's yeah. catchy and it, uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, before, <laughs> before we, uh, close out here, I want to, you know, there's a lot of folks that listen to this, uh, podcast that may not understand, uh, you know, the ins and outs of how the insurance market works. And, uh, you know, as opposed to say the retail, uh, side of business. So, Maybe just walk us through a little bit of like, uh, you know, what it looks like from the time that, uh, you know, you meet with a with a, a prospect, um, take them through that whole process of, you know, uh, maybe contingency agreement, sure. inspection, meeting with the adjuster. What's that? What's that all look like? Uh, so typically, you know, um, someone will call us for a roof inspection. We go out. Um, we obviously document. We take pictures of everything before we ever set foot on the property, uh, just for liability. Uh, we inspect the roof. You know, we'll come down and we will um, advise the homeowner, you know, what their what their next step is, if it's file a claim or if it's, hey, you just need, you know, uh, a few minor repairs or, you know, 
Um, so, so we'll basically tell them that they will, they will file a claim with their insurance provider. Um, a lot of times I tell them bypass the agent. So I don't know if you know how the premiums versus claims works, but a lot of times these agents will say, no, let me send my guy out there. And he's going to say there's no damage because every time a house burns down, they're throwing them, you know, they're giving them the guaranteed work. So, um, but usually uh, within 24 to 48 hours. So we will, we will actually provide a, a, an inspection report and job Nimbus. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but as long as you take your pictures in there, you can generate a report in five minutes. Um, yeah. We'll send it to them. We'll tell them to file a claim, usually 24 to 48 hours an adjuster. I'll call them back, um, you know, and set schedule a time. I tell everyone, make sure we're there. It's like going to court without a lawyer. Um, you definitely want someone here to advocate on your behalf. And one of the things I always tell my guys, we never argue with adjusters. We're going to see them a hundred more times this year. Do not go out there and be the jackass that pulls the ladder off the roof and leaves them up there and flips them off in front of the homeowner and peels out, you know, and there's Does a lot that of guys, really happen? Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> I have adjusters tell me that all the time that people leave them on roofs. It's like, yeah. but anyways, so, um, so we'll meet with them typically before the adjuster meeting, we'll have them sign. Um, a contingency. Um, I, I feel like I can read people pretty well. So I know, you know, um, we've had a few people burn us this year on, on sure. seven figure jobs that we've got approved and they've signed wow. contingencies and, you know, um, but long story short, we will meet with the adjuster advocate on their behalf. And then once they, you know, approve or deny kind of depends on uh, our next, uh, you know, our next steps. If it's approved, we'll wait for the paperwork, meet with the homeowner, do a product selection, and then we will pass the, once all the order forms are filled out, pass it to our project managers and then they'll, you know, run the jobs. So. Yeah, um, no, that's, that's great. What's the, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about supplementing and that kind of thing. So for folks that aren't familiar with, with why you would supplement a, a project, you know, what, it, sure. what uh, is involved there? Can you yeah, maybe yeah. walk them so, through that? So um, field adjusters can only pay for direct physical uh, damage. So meaning, um, for example, you know, and I don't know the codes in other states, but in Indiana, if you have space decking, one by six decking, and there's, you know, quarter inch gaps or, or greater, they will pay to have it resheathed. That's not something they will pay for on the front end. So, um, so typically we'll get an attic before we tear the roof off because there's nothing worse than tearing a roof off and needing 150 sheets of OSB in the next 20 minutes over here. And you know what I mean? Out it's gonna rain. Um, so, so typically those are things we'll supplement for um, ice and water shield. It's hidden. It's under the shingles. If the adjuster doesn't see it, you know, things like that um, all the way to landscaping protection. I mean, there's, there's several, there's so many, I would say we probably supplement almost every job. Um, I have in-house people here that supplement because um, they've been doing it so long. They just, you know, they understand it, but I, I understand why new companies use, you know, balance claims and people like that. Um, and I highly recommend that for anyone that doesn't understand Xactimate or the supplementing process. Um, yeah. When I say we're conditioned, we've been doing it just, we've been doing it such a long time. Um, we just know the ins and outs, but like, there's always, you know, I'm not going to say we know everything. I'm sure we could learn things um, from sending things to balance claims. And I'm sure there's money we're leaving on the table on some of these jobs. Uh, but for the most part, we do all of our supplementing um, in-house. That's so, great. It, it, and I know in some states, you know, deductibles are raising in there a percent of the house value and those oh, kind yeah. of things. What is what is it like, uh, you know, just quickly, like in the state of Indiana, what is what's the what's the market look like for that? It's all over the place. I mean, some okay. of them will have I see five hundred dollar deductibles to ten thousand, you know, percentage based. It really depends on the, the insurance company and the client, I would say. 
Um, and like I said, some of these people don't, they don't even realize they have a, or they claim they don't realize they had a $10,000 deductible. Um, but I actually just had one just recently that the roof was like 11,000 bucks and the deductible was 10,000 on probably a $200,000 house. So, sure. um, it's just, it's all over the place. Wow. It, but, we, I, we, but we do offer financing. So that also helps some go. of these homeowners that can't pay it because obviously it's illegal to not pay your deductible. Right. Um, so, uh, I was going to ask, like, I, I feel like a lot of what, um, you and the team do is like educate the homeowners on the process and what to expect. And, you know, uh, their, um, not their rights, but just educate them about the, the experience in the process. Expect. Yes. Yeah. Cause yep. mo most homeowners don't know if you've never been through that That's process true. of, you know, uh, what does it mean to file a claim and, and, and to go through that process? Do you find it that, that, uh, a lot of contractors, I mean, like sales reps, when they go out to a home and they're, they're doing this, do they, uh, do you find that they often meet with the adjuster or do you think that's less common? We meet with the adjuster every time. That's something I, I, I personally never miss an adjuster meeting and mainly just to, to point out what, I guess I don't want to tell saw? someone, I don't want to tell someone to file a claim and then not show up to the adjuster meeting. The adjuster denies it. And then they go, well, he told me, and I'm not there to say why, you, you know what I mean? I think it's a bad look to not show up to adjust meetings. I know a lot of contractors don't, um, and okay. it's kind of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, but, um, <laughs> we, we plan on being here a long time and we, our reputation is everything, you know, um, it's all you got really. So, uh, staying behind what you do. And if you tell someone to file a claim, be there to point out why you told the, you know, the homeowner file a claim, because with some of these companies, whether it's approved or denied, um, it still counts as a claim. So, right. Right. Whether they whether they they approve anything, it still counts as a claim. Two two strikes. A lot of these companies in three years, they're going to drop you. Yeah, so, yeah. Yep. That's important information. I think it's helpful for folks that are listening that don't understand the nuances of uh, the insurance uh, side of side of the business. Yeah. Uh, we uh, as as we wrap up here, just want to know, uh, you know, what advice do you have for others that uh, you know may be in a similar position where they're looking, you know, we're in, uh, you know, the the beginning of the year and folks are going to be looking to uh, possibly start a business right this time of year before the season starts, what kind of advice do you have for them? Uh, you know, as they may look to start a new venture, don't do it. There's no money in it. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. Do you, do you have a family? You have kids. You like spending time with them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what advice do I have? Just, uh, keep grinding. I mean, keep going. Yeah. Um, I think when things really change for me is when I, you know, a lot of these companies I was, uh, I was working at, these guys that get in at 10 or 11, you know, they go to the gym in the morning, get in 10, 11, go to lunch, come back, bullshit around until five o'clock. Then they go to these neighborhoods and wait for people to get home. Um, I think when things changed for us was when we, I, we started working, you know, getting up early and, and, you know, where are all these people at during the day? They're at work. So why not go to their commercial buildings, talk to whoever's in charge there. And once you do that roof, you've got a hundred employees inside that all have houses and I mean, that, that formula kind of worked and we just kept running with it. And, um, you know, I think that that's part of the reason that we've been successful, um, you know, thus yeah. far, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Uh, well, look, hey, I really appreciate the time today. I think uh, folks are gonna, really going to find this uh, episode interesting. So I appreciate that. And uh, I wish you a lot of success, you know, this appreciate year coming it. up. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, buddy. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, 
be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leapdigital.com or follow us on our social channels. Until next time, see ya.